1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to New Books in Psychology, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm Renee Garfinkel, your host with the Van Leer Jerusalem Institute. Today, we'll be talking to Rabbi Naftali Rothenberg about his new book, Rabbi Akiva's Philosophy of Love. Rabbi Rothenberg is a senior research fellow at the Van Leer Jerusalem Institute. In addition to his many other achievements, he is the 2011 Laureate of the Liebhaber Prize for the Encouragement of Religious Tolerance in Israel. Naftali Rothenberg, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, shalom. And Naftali, I wonder if you could begin by telling us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? What's been important in your intellectual development? Tell us about yourself.
0: Oh, this is the most embarrassing uh, thing in our uh, meeting today, because uh, it's not we can't jump uh, simply to Rabbi Akiva's philosophy of love. I, I assume I assume that not. Okay, so I uh, I was born in Haifa and grew up in Jerusalem. Uh, in a few days, it's, it will be I will turn to be seventy. So it was many years ago.
1: Happy birthday! Uh, thank
0: you very much. You know, we are celebrating together now. And uh, uh, I studied in uh, Litvakish Yeshiva in the ultra-orthodox uh, world and uh, later or parallel uh, philosophy and, philo- and uh, Jewish thought in the Hebrew University of uh, Jerusalem. Uh, I have a lot of mentors, and we have only few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right. And we'll, I, then uh, we'll
1: move to and, the content. Uh, yes, in and the last
0: uh, it's for, it's the for the last twenty-five years, I engaged with the uh, Van of Jerusalem Institute. It's a very wonderful place, and uh, for and I am I'm serving in the rabbinate for the last uh, forty-five years. Out of these 33 years, the rabbi of uh, Harada, which is a suburb town uh, to Jerusalem. Uh,
1: so how did you come to write about the
0: philosophy of love? Yes, this is a very good question because, you know, studying in the Litvakish even when you read, uh, you know text about love you don't you don't see the love in them because you do only the analysis you know the dry very dry analysis but uh, i lived 4 years uh, in new york and i was asked to give a lecture and new york as you know it's the world capitals for singles i was asked to give lecture about love in Judaism uh, to, uh, to a group of 300 uh, singles uh, men and women. And uh, I had to prepare the lecture. And suddenly, I discovered, while preparing the lecture, that Judaism is all about love. So this was my beginning. I need to thank to my students in the Y of Upper uh, East Side in uh, New York. Uh, some uh, 23, 25, 30 years ago, and uh, since then I am studying everything about love in Judaism, love in the canonical literature, and uh, comparing it to other cultures.
1: So <clears throat> tell us, and some people listening may not be familiar with who Rabbi Akiva was. When did he live? And most importantly for this interview, what makes him the sage of love? Okay, so uh, uh,
0: Rabbi Akiva is, the, I I would say, the most important figure in all rabbinic literature since the Tanaik time to the 13th uh, century. Uh, He lived uh, between the 1st and the 2nd century but i'm not dealing with rabbi akiva who lived uh, uh, where he lived uh, you know during this time because we don't have one sentence or one thing that he say said uh, that was written in his life so the the character the image of rabbi akiva for me is it's 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 a cultural phenomena in our Libraries of Judaism throughout more than thousand years that everything that he said is written. Dig this when I say he said I'm not speaking historically because we can't know what he really he said and something else. But it's a uh, uh, Rabbi Akiva is the main, is the most important figure among the rabbis. Is the main pillar of all this literature. If you are taking him out, you don't have. Jewish culture at all, halachically and philosophically, etc. etc. And your next question was about what made him.
1: What makes him? Why do you call him the sage of love? Okay, first of
0: all, uh, because this was, uh,
1: uh,
0: uh, I, I think, the main, but at least one of the main part of his studies. But uh, if uh, to summarize in a few words, you know, he, uh, he appeared in a love story. Uh, he was ignorant till day, according to the legends. I'm speaking about Rebecca over the literature, the literature image. Again, I'm emphasizing this. Yes. So he appeared he, he, he was discovered by uh, the daughter of his master. Uh, as an ignorant uh, she she offered him to marry him and uh, in one condition that he will go to study because she thought that he has this potential to be Rabbi Akiva because he wasn't Rabbi Akiva, he was simply Akiva, you know, ignorant man that, that he, he didn't even uh, uh, know to read in the, this time when she approached him and she made him to what he became, to what he became. Okay.
1: Uh, now so her, her love was transformative. She made him into someone who fulfilled his potential, and that was because and, of love. Exactly.
0: Uh, the 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 largest and the main chapter in my book called "From Her Love." Without the love of Rachel to Akiva, we couldn't have Rabbi Akiva in our tradition and culture. She created them. A woman created the biggest figure in Jewish culture. So this is one thing. Now let's go to the subject, you know, in few words. He was the person, the save song of songs, the love song from oblivion he developed an entire philosophy, and not only for philosophy, a practice, because he was a rabbi, he dealt with halacha, with the Jewish law. So, entire philosophy and practice
1: of marital harmony. Showed- now, just to clarify, the Song of Songs, or the Song of Solomon, it's sometimes called in, in English, is one of the books of the Bible of the Tanakh, which is on the surface an erotic love poem between a woman and a man, and it's also a mystical poem of love between human and the divine.
0: Why you say so, that it's mystical between uh, uh, human and the divine? It's not written in the name of God doesn't appear. Unlike, okay. Uh, uh, okay. This maybe maybe you will uh, let's talk about it later because I still want to. To, to show uh, some of the fields of Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva developed entire philosophy and practice of marital harmony. He saw love between men and women as a sacred perfection of body. Body is very important. Mind and spirit. Without the body, you don't have the spirit. Without the body, you don't have the, the emotion and the mind and so on. So, and by the way every us we know that the Rabbi Akiva said that the main principle the categorical imperative of Judaism is love your fellow as your as, as yourself love your fellow as yourself again this all the same person and then he preached for principle for love for all who were uh, created in God's image. And uh, he also uh, fulfilled the commandment to love God with every fiber of his being, and also when his soul was taken with him, which I called love to the last breath, when the Romans executed him and killed him and uh, he was the only one that entered to the pardes to the orchard of love and and came back safe because of his being the wisdom of love
1: well let's take it bit by bit um, when when you mention the when you talk about the song of songs in the book you quote rabbi akiva as saying all of scripture is holy and the Song of Songs is the Holy of Holies. Now, on the surface, that seems like a very radical statement, but I'm sure you you can explain it to us.
0: No, no, it is a radical, uh, because, you know, uh, uh, usually uh, uh, most people, they uh, uh, they, they look at things in the economy they think that spiritual has nothing to do with the body, and uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, the body is something low, and so on and so. On. This wasn't the approach of Rabbi Akiva, and by the way, the main approach of the Jewish sages. Yes, so right. so for but but on the other hand, for him, the love, the the uh, also the, the 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 physical relations has to be together with emotion and with mind. Not only not only with the, with the physical. The physical itself it's not love. But also the mind itself or what people call spiritual, it's not love. So this is the thing that he said. Love, harmonic love, needs to be in the whole is is and needs to be in the holy of holies. Yes? It's not something well. that it's a uh, you know a uh, uh, my, like, like, it doesn't see the material something that it's out of the religious life and spiritual life. I don't know if I answer well on this question.
1: Well, it's it's a it's a complicated insight since many religious traditions recommend a, the a life of celibacy. And withdrawal from family life as avenues of spiritual growth. And, and like, this is the, this does is not and actually. His mom don't e- either. And that is what you is is that getting close to what you mean by harmonious love? Maybe you can explain that for us. What is harmonious about love?
0: Uh, the, the harmonious love use the. I would say the the mind, uh, feelings, yes, mm-hmm. and uh, and body, and, and and you need to achieve in every uh, in every appear, appearance of of the of the, of, the, of love could be not only love between men and women, love between, uh, between, between fellows or love of of the wisdom love of god in everything the involvement and the and the and, and the involvement and the balance between the three needs to be there unlike the as you said before many uh, religions that uh, uh, they, they, they see the the body or the material not part of the uh, of the of the you know of the worship not part of the uh, of the right way and so, on and so on you know to exclude the body it's not right according to our sages and mainly according to Abhaykappa
1: yes you you write as well the following statement the insight that love between man and woman is the source of wisdom and conjugal love stands on the highest plane of holiness are the cornerstones of the moral life. So can you sort of unpack that statement? uh, You've explained the emotional and the uh, mental and the physical. How does that get to the cornerstone of the moral life?
0: Uh, Okay. First of all, I want to say that this idea... That moral life begins with the most intimate relations that we have between the most close people to to us, people that we love, people that we uh, like, like our spouse, our 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 children. Something very and, and of course you know this relation between men and women that we speak about. Every the for example the 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 kabbalistic idea of tikkun olam repair the world doesn't be, begins with all due respect from going to uh, countries far away and to help them. It begins with the relations, with, with the intimate relations. To the, because it's, you know, a couplehood, uh, living together with the most close uh, people that we live together, it's a, it's an everyday test for relations, for moral relations, so how to how, how to uh, uh, how to uh, uh, you know how to, how to speak to each other, not harm to each other, so everything can happen for good or not within this intimate war. So this, this is the idea. You know, there is a lot of uh, people that preach morality to all over the world, but their family or their relation with their spouse. It's uh, it's terrible. So what, what, do you, what do you have done? This is the unity that we need to begin, the idea of Tikkun Olam. This is because, by the way, speaking of Olam, Olam is the word, uh, uh, every human being, it's the entire world. And according to Rabbi Akiva and later sources, uh, the complete world, it's the unity between the lovers, again, the lovers can be a human being with his love to God, a, a human being, I mean, uh, to, uh, the couples between themselves, uh, the love to wisdom, the love to your fellow, and so on, and so on.
1: So that expression...
0: Do you feel do you... that I answered your question? I'm not sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> ah, yes. Very okay. Well. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, And uh, I thought this was a very important point, one of many important points in your book. Uh, When you mention that uh, tikkun olam, which is generally uh, translated as repairing the world and is widely used to refer to social justice, that it means something else, uh, both in, in the Talmud and in Kabbalah but it has nothing to do with broken and repair. So, say a little more about that. Uh, if, if, I may, if
0: I may uh, I refer exactly to what you said, it's uh, 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 why we think the social justice can be implemented only by going to the poor neighborhoods. If, of course, it's it is committed of everyone to help to the. Weak people, to poor people, to 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 help to every human being. It's 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 this, which is the foundation of social social justice. This is, of course, I'm not against it, but why there is no social justice in our intimate life? Yes, you know, That's I I, I, don't have, I don't have to tell you and the listeners how t- many tragedies countless tragedies that we have in the framework of a family you know so uh, sometimes i ask myself okay it's nice uh, to be an uh, activist for for social justice you know in general and to help and to do operations and i'm for it i'm i'm taking part of it but hi hey first of all let, let's emphasize on the unit that we control everything in it, in the intimate unit between us and our close fellow uh, spouse, uh, between children, between brothers, and so on and so on, in in the intimacy. Let's do it in the intimacy and then, or parallel to it, go to repair all the world and to do social justice in all the neighborhoods and so on and so on.
1: But of course, uh, as Shakespeare said, the course of true love never did run smooth. And uh, you write about how Rabbi Akiva looked at the role of obstacles, challenges, temptations in the philosophy of love. Can you speak to that issue?
0: Uh, Yes, it's, it's, it's a very broad issue, actually. Take your so, time. So, no.
1: <laughs> it's not it,
0: it, because it's actually different fields and subjects. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, so I I, I might uh, give now uh, uh, one or two examples, and uh, and then you will continue to ask me and lead me to the okay. right uh, <laughs> to the right direction in this. So, uh, actually, uh, something that the it's very interesting, us when we speak about a person that we consider a sage of love and has an entire philosophy and developed uh, uh, religious laws, uh on the relations of love between uh, the couple and between human people at large. So we, it's interesting how he how he behaves. Yes, and uh, and uh, and, uh, and 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 I'm of course aware. Of the of the fiction that was written about uh, Rabbi Akiva in these relations, but this is fiction. I'm not uh, dealing here with fiction, but I, I'm aware of it and I'm I appreciate it because I know. So, for example, the the uh, the rabbinic literature, the Talmuds and the midrashim tell us about the experience of Rabbi Akiva. Uh, and the challenge of temptation to other women. He came to Rome, so they host him like Romans know. They send him to very, very beautiful prostitutes to spend the night with them. So what Rabbi Akiva will do, et cetera, et cetera. There is a long story about this. There is another story that Rabbi Akiva was, uh, not only Rabbi Akiva, many rabbis used to uh, to say to people who were, Consider to be sinners. That uh, well, why you are sinners. It's so uh, it's so simple to be to be uh, righteous. Why you are sinners. So there is the uh, there is kind of a of a test that God sent to them. And Rabbi Akiva sees a beautiful woman standing in the in the uh, up on the on a on a palm tree, and uh, he forgot that he he is the great Rabbi Akiva. And he uh, begin to climb the the to achieve this woman, and there is also a story about the wife of the governor, the Roman governor, uh, uh, in uh, in the Holy Land that came to seduce uh, Rabbi Akiva. All this story uh, ends uh, like (laughs) that Rabbi Akiva wasn't seduced, but he was aware. Of the beauty, maybe it was reduced only in the in the test with the pantry, but it was aware because it teach us, okay, if that the person who speak about how love still have all the temptations and uh, and and it's the, the 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 fact that you live believe in idea in the everyday world you have all these kind of challenges. And test and so on. So, so this is one way of example. But uh, uh, on the other way, Rabbi Akiva uh, is dealing with uh, uh, with with the everyday challenges. That uh, again, to speak about harmony and balance between uh, body and spirit and mind it's uh, uh, you know i can write books everybody can speak about it but in everyday life of a couple to keep this harmony you know in the routine in the in the challenges and so he uh, uh sometimes he was very very i would say uh, I, I don't have the english word for it but anyway he uh, he dealt practically and halachically with the harmony between the couple. Uh, and, 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 and he ruled against most of the rabbis on this subject, because for him to keep the harmony was so important. And also uh, on another issue uh, of, uh, for example, a relation between uh, between people uh, you know love your fellow on this issue, also a lot of rulings of of laws that he was different from others because he know that there are challenges, it's not easy, and of course, other experience suffering in life, suffering, how you can love God when you suffer so much, okay and so and so on and so, on. and all this kind of way of looking at reality. He tried to teach his disciples how to look, how to analyze reality and to look different on the reality, which is not easy. This was his according in the in the legend time, he lived 120 years. Uh, so, uh, uh, so we had a lot of time with the students to to teach them uh, uh, the, to, to how to deal with. And, and the time was very hard, you know, with the Romans and everything. So so the, they have everyday challenges and they could ch- teach them in reality and not only from books.
1: Well, and since his background was one of, of poverty and illiteracy uh, until, according to tradition, until he was 40, so he lived a life of struggle and difficulty, uh, that perhaps made him more sensitive to those uh those factors how hard life can be than some more privileged uh members of of the scholars and sages yeah, absolutely in fact in fact you uh talk about that he came to his his strongest insight about love your fellow or love your neighbor as yourself well, uh, not following- love your neighbor the the, the word like neighbor trend, doesn't yeah. exist i know that this is
0: the common uh, uh, let's speak a little bit if i may may, may i yes yeah, okay so let's speak about a little bit about translation that changed the whole meaning okay the word yes. neighbor doesn't appear in hebrew bible doesn't appear so every translator love your fellow love your neighbor as yourself it's change of meaning. And I'll give you another thing that related to love. In Genesis, when the when the scriptures tell us about the creation of the world, and after, during the creation of the world, the creation of the human beings. So they use the 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 the, the in Hebrew they use the word And God said, let's create Adam. Adam. Adam, it's not the name of a man. Now, in every, almost, I think that every translation of Genesis from Hebrew to English or to uh, maybe other languages, instead of Adam, they take the, the name Adam and they, you know what word they put? Adam. No, they don't say Adam. In my book, it's Adam when I when I quote, but I don't use the translations. This is the they said, and God said, "Let's create men in our image." Mm -hmm. Okay, now this is against all the meaning of the Bible because later say, "And let's create man," and uh, and God created. Uh, the man and the woman. So he said, let's create men, and created men and women. I speak about uh, Genesis first. In Genesis 5, it said, let's create this is the story of of the creation of Adam and then in the the English Bible, creation of man. And then he said, uh, and God created in his image man and woman and called them Adam in the day he created them. Adam is the common name of man and woman after the creation. God created man and woman alike. This is simply what's written in the Hebrew Bible that was translated wrong in all Bibles. By the way, even Jewish translations, use men, but it's not true. We have right. ish, ish in Hebrew, it's man. We have isha, it's a woman. And together, only when they are together, when uh, they are unite, it's Adam. Okay?
1: So it ought to be translated as... I don't want to offend every everyone
0: word. that call his son, a uh, masculine son, Adam, but uh, it's... Uh, Well, that's
1: an important clarification. Thank you. Thank you for explaining. It's very simple.
0: It's very simple, Malim. So, what was the question? Excuse me.
1: Um, We were talking about uh, difficulties, and you mentioned uh, tragedies, suffering, uh, which made me think of what you describe as. Uh, Rabbi Akiva, coming to his insight about love your fellow as yourself, particularly following the tragic death of thousands of his students. Uh, tell us about that.
0: About what?
1: About what caused the epidemic or the plague. And, ah, about, uh, about the death. About, this so let's, death let's uh, f- death. first, let uh, let's we might speak
0: about uh, about uh, 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 about the fact that Rabbi Akiva has, uh has said that the the great uh, the great rule you see the, the categorical imperative of the Torah is uh, love your fellow as yourself uh, now there is two possibilities one possibility is Educational failures, because, as the Talmud, tell, the Talmud tells us, that the uh, the students uh, died in epidemia, and the reason was a punishment because they didn't respect each other, the relation There was some wrong in the relations of the thousands of students of Akiva, and they all died. In between uh, Passover and how uh, we said Shavuot, in...
1: <laughs> we'll go with Shavuot. Yes. Okay.
0: So yeah. they all died. It's- they all died in this period, in one yeah. period. Uh, this was uh, this was uh, written in Talmud, so it could be that uh, it was a uh, uh, a failure, educational failure of the great rabbi within the relation to his students. And then Rabbi Akiva, he do everything. He begin is beginning everything again and creates students. And now maybe he emphasized more or, to, or, or found a way to educate them more in accordance to the rule of love your fellow as yourself. This is one possibility. The other possibility, as you said before, that he developed these ideas only after what he saw that happened with the relation of his students, because I assume that if someone has more than 20,000 students he's not you know uh, in relation of, of them in everyday relations. He give the general. The, the, the general teachings, but he is not educate them. And later, he uh, he chose very very special figures and made them to their his students, big rabbis, and all. And these people, these five uh, disciples, continue the, the 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 tradition and the and the study, the rabbinic study, for generations after him. So this is the two possibilities that we can we can interpret it. And uh, I don't have a personal opinion what what is right, if it's a failure or or it is a conclusion.
1: How do you reconcile the view of Rabbi Akiva as a religious leader uh, committed to the foundational importance of harmonious love in every aspect of life, with his role as a political activist, specifically someone who supported what turned out to be a catastrophic uh, rebellion, the Bar Kokhba rebellion. Um, how, how do you reconcile that in the personality of Rabbi Akiva?
0: Uh, actually, I don't have to reconcile because I think that 90%, now I'm not an historian but I am aware and study history, and 90% was written by historians about uh, the relations and the spatial relations of uh, uh, Rabbi Akiva and, uh, and Bar-Kosva or Bar-Kosiva. Mm-hmm. Bar-Kochva, it's two things. So it's, a, it's a name that we know from Christians Sources, late Christian sources, not Jewish. Yes, even not. Yeah. This is one thing. Second thing, it's a name that was adapted and developed in in the modern uh, national movement, in the Zionist movement, because you know the Zionist uh, uh, looks not for uh, greatest uh, scholars uh, and rabbis. They looks for uh, heroes, so they spoke a lot about the Maccabim, the Judah, the, Ma- the, Ma- the Maccabees, and others, and they uh, they develop all the legends uh, around Bar, Bar- kosva or Bar koziva that became in our early education to be Bar kochva So now back to Haber but first we have to understand what happened. There. Uh, you said that the uh, rebellion was a failure, or all, all three big re- re- uh, rebellions ag- against the Romans were failure failures. Right. By the way, uh, all the, the 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 rebellions against the uh, the the Syrian or what we call in our tradition the the Greek uh, you know uh, uh, regime uh, of the Maccabim. Also was a failure. It was successful for uh, some times, but later on it was a failure. <laughs> All the Jewish
1: history, speaking of rebellions and and fights, it was a, a history of failures. Okay. I was trying to get to uh, the psychological. No, no, issue. no
0: I understand. How, I understand. But but let's 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 let's, let's go was... to psychological with the fight. But now with the fact. But but now let's. Do one fact more. Bar Kochva uh, was successful to uh, create an army of almost half million people. It's it says that almost every family in the Jewish people then in the in Israel then joined his army. So. And by the way, he has a very, very terrible relations with the rabbis. But few of the rabbis looked at him, especially in the three years that it was successful and he ruled part of Judea, and said maybe he is the Messiah. Messiah In the Jewish tradition, Rabbi Akiva was one of the rabbis and probably many others. They thought maybe he will save us. It's not Rabbi Akiva wasn't the leader of the, this rebellion. There is no one source, one source that prove us that he was involved in, the, in this rebellion. The only revolt of Rabbi Akiva was that he was gathering people and teach them Torah. This was the only thing that he did, and he, he, he was dying for this. Yes, they, they killed him for this reason, not for nothing to do. With Bar Kokhva and so on, so there is not mo- much to explain about about it because they the facts are not the facts that were really in some you know uh, uh, op heads in uh, in in the media.
1: You refer to the mystical story of the four sages who entered the esoteric orchard, the orchard of love, as you called it, a little. Earlier, and uh, one, all all but Rabbi Akiva had bad <clears throat> outcomes. He alone emerged unscathed. What what is the meaning of that story? Oh, <laughs> we have libraries
0: who are trying to explain us the meaning of this story.
1: Well, as you bring it down in your book.
0: Okay, look, in our tradition, it's mean that uh, uh, people are, you know, there is many approaches to the story. People can speak about a real, you know, a real place, which is the pardes, the orchards, and so on, so on. And people can speak about a journey in mind, a psychological journey, but not only... Of a feeling, but also of mind, of knowledge, and so on. That people achieve the, the level of understanding uh, the all creation, understanding uh, understanding uh, uh, the the understanding God, understanding the all the spiritual uh, layers of, uh, of, uh, of the uh, of the divine. And so on, I can understand it in this way. Uh, all the secrets of the Torah, and so on, and so on. To summarize, in few words, uh, what was Rabbi Akiva summarized? What what was the difference between him and the three others great sages that entered? Uh, to the uh, to, to the orchard and failed and he said it's not that i am greater in knowledge of the torah it's not it's not that that i am greater from from from, uh, from there but your deeds will draw you near and your deeds will distance you which brings us back to the moral Impact. What Rabbi Akiva said: that your behavior, if you are, if you are behave morally, you will enter safe and 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 withdraw safe from the orchard. If not, uh, you can be the greatest of the greatest, and to know almost everything, it's not going to help you. So we are going back to the moral foundation. This was the most important. Rabbi Akiva, the moral behavior is the condition for everything.
1: Well, that's a very good point uh, to end up. We've taken a lot of your time, but before you go, uh, tell us what you're working on now. Actually, I'm working now about a bestseller
0: that was published in Italy in 1535. It's a book that called in Italian Dialoghi de Amore, Dialogue About Love, written by a Jewish sage, Yehuda Barbanel, that wrote the book and died. And after he died, the book was published not by Jewish people. In all European languages, it became the most printed book in that time. Twelve editions in Italian, two in Latin, six in Spanish, six in French, later on in German, and so on and so on, and influence the life of love and the, and the literature of love and the romantic literature from UK to St. Petersburg and all between, all Europe, because it's brought the ideas of harmonic love that we just spoke about them by this Jewish sage, Yehudah Vanel, to the European Christian culture. So what I am doing already five years, and I have at least eight, ten years to go, to read all this European literature that was written from the 16th to the beginning of the 20th century you know, novels, poetry, uh, thought, and so on—that was influenced by *Dialoghi de Amore*, by the book.
1: Wow, that sounds like a fantastic it's project! A
0: very enjoyable project.
1: Thinks about the places and the libraries that I need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I will look forward to reading it eventually when it comes out, and uh, and trust that you will totally enjoy doing the research on it. I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. And thanks as well to our researcher, Bela Kasikov.
0: Thank you very much.